Welcome back to Inside Indian Hill Braves Athletics here on IndianHillBraves.org and East Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer. Joining us, as always, Athletic Director Brian Phelps. Brian, good to talk to you once again. Let's jump right into it because we've got a lot of things to uh, discuss here today. Let's start off with your tennis team and uh, what they've been doing early on. You know, off to a roaring start. Not a huge surprise, I'm sure, for their standards, but an overall 4-0 record as a team and have won 19 of 20 possible matches, three straight sweeps. Uh, coming in not as busy of a week as it was originally slated to be we were slated to take on sycamore later on this week uh, that's been moved back a week so we'll touch on that next week and that's a huge one because sycamore is as strong of a tennis power as there is in the state of ohio much like your program but nevertheless you do still have wyoming and taylor coming up uh, this week uh, you know league matches so you want to take care of business uh, there so i'm wondering now that the sycamore match has been moved back a week any shift in focus from the team? You know, I'm sure they were looking to that one, the Sycamore one early in the season as a big one, a way to send a big message. Now they've got to wait, wait a week on that. How do you think the coaches go about kind of setting their sights on the fact that they won't get Sycamore until a week from now? They've got Wyoming and Taylor to handle this week. Yeah, so as, as you said, I've uh, got to take care of the league matches. Those are important matches for us to get in and play well and um, the Sycamore match is one of those matches that's circled on the calendar, no doubt. So we'll have to wait a week to see them, as you mentioned. But uh, this weekend, we're going to get the chance to play two quality programs, a team from Edwardsville and Illinois and um, St. Xavier Louisville. So we'll be down in Louisville taking on um, those two programs. So really won't skip a beat. You know, it, instead of playing Friday, Saturday, we'll still have our two matches on Saturday and then get into next week. Um, but yeah, the guys are looking really good and playing strong. And instead of just playing, um, you know, seven guys, we're playing nine and 10 guys right now, getting a lot of guys some opportunities and everyone's really stepping up and playing well. So it's nice to see. How important is it to you early in the season when you're putting a schedule together and working with the coaching staff to schedule outings against teams they're not familiar with you mentioned the Edwardsville team from Illinois Louisville St. Xavier you know you're going to go down to Louisville to take on those two teams how important is the early in the season to get them unfamiliar with an opponent as opposed to you know league matches or, or even like a Sycamore team you know I'm sure the kids have some kind of relationship there they know each other styles of play like that how is that process yeah no that, that's a really good question uh, we talked a little bit last week about how familiar the kids are with teams, even throughout Ohio. Um, but it is important to get matches like this this weekend because you never know who's going to be the sleeper in the state. And all of a sudden you're seeing them at, you know, deep into the tournament and, and to have that kind of shock value earlier in the year and not being familiar with a group is just one more way to prepare our team mentally uh, for whatever challenge comes their way. And, I think it's really important. Again, the, the way that we schedule, we try to schedule uh, the best possible schedule that we can get and find teams from all over the place. And those are just two more examples of doing that. Let's switch gears. Let's talk about your baseball team. Obviously, a very good way to make a statement early in the conference season with back-to-back -back shutouts against Wyoming and only giving up three combined hits. So the pitching staff there plays well. Uh, Taylor gets you on last Friday. So a two and one in the league thus far, but a busy week coming up. This week, uh, highlighted by a, a Saturday evening trip up north to Dayton to take on Middletown, but you're doing it at the Dayton Dragons ballpark, you know, not at not at Middletown. So the chance for the kids to play in a minor league stadium like this, uh, I'd have to imagine that's a pretty they're feeling pretty excited about the opportunity to do that. 
Yeah, the Dayton Dragon Stadium is one of the best around. They do things so well, not only putting a good product on the field for themselves, but outreach to the community, getting teams and kids and families to their facility. And, you know, anytime you can play on a top-level facility around, it, it's a great opportunity. Uh, we did the same thing last year against Middletown up there. So uh, to go up there back-to-back, -back, we feel really fortunate to be able to to make that trek up 75 and uh, take on Middletown at, at an awesome facility. So we'll take advantage of this whenever we get the opportunity and just really appreciate having the opportunity. Yeah, really cool experience for the kids to kind of maybe perhaps a glimpse, glimpse into the future for some of them uh, down the road. You never know there. Uh, let's shrink the diamond a little bit. Let's talk about your softball program. They're really just getting going. You know, two tough ones to start the season against Wyoming and uh, Taylor big thing there though that stood out to me was the, the being shut out in both games and I know it's early on in the season you've got slated games with Marymount coming up in the next week or so and a Wyoming matchup sandwiched in between the two uh, at this point again we're just a couple of games into the season it's a long way to go in the year but uh, what do you feel like the coaches are working working with the girls in terms of getting the bats going to try and get that offense going because I know we talked last week you feel like this is a team that is going to put some wins on the board and and potentially make some noise in the league yeah you know it's a little unfortunate that um, we had to start off the way from a scheduling standpoint that those are two pretty good softball teams for us especially yeah. Taylor's so dominant right now so it's it, maybe it's a nice thing to kind of get that behind us and kind of focus on the rest of the year and the rest of the league. Uh, but I do believe we're going to get a chance to, um, to be in some games and, and get some wins. And I think those are coming here in the next couple of weeks. Um, so I, you know, I, I think that it's hard to tell exactly where your program is, especially against the Taylor pitcher. Who's just I mean, she's really, really good. And um, mm -hmm. so it, it's hard to make too much of an evaluation of what our bats are going to look like when you're facing someone like her, but pretty confident that um, we're going to, we're going to be in some games and, and play well over the next couple of weeks. It's just too bad. We have to start the season with really some juggernauts. Yeah. And uh but as we said, long way to go. And I think there's going to be some opportunities in this league to get some wins. So again, stay tuned, folks. We'll, I'm sure we'll be talking about some W's coming up here uh, very, very shortly. Uh, switching gears, let's talk about track and field right now. And uh, good week last week up at Madeira. At the Madeira invite, the boys win it. The girls finished second overall in a, a very strong field. Unfortunately, the coaches classic got wiped out because Mother Nature always has to wreak havoc at times during the uh during the spring sports season, but nevertheless, you know, good showing up at Madeira. Now we've got the relays coming up later today, actually, and it looks like mother nature is going to cooperate. So you should be able to get those in out there in Indian Hill, and then you'll head over to a, a CCD later on in the week. But uh, focusing on to these events uh, later on Tuesday, you know, hosting these events, kind of take us through how this all gets put together, you know, the turnout you're expecting from outside programs and ultimately how you expect uh, your student athletes to perform. Yeah, we're really excited to host this invitational. It's a little different being a relay invite. And um, we, we have some really good schools coming. We're going to see Hughes and Milford and uh, Northwest and Elder, Loveland, um, Sycamore, St. Ursula. Some of our, our league schools will be here. Sue Savage really puts it all together. Um, she's been running this, this type of event for us for a long time. Pretty well-oiled machine, um, constantly reaching out to her, okay, what do you need? Just be there. I'll let you know if there's something I need. I've got it taken care of. <laughs> so logistically, 
even though it will be a busy campus, we have tennis on campus, baseball and softball on campus, um, and then the, the, the relay invite, which is all kind of uh, together. Logistically, the toughest part is just getting everyone to the right venue, but from an actual running the, the event, Suja just does such a good job crossing all her T's and dotting her I's kind of thing. It's just really showing up and, and support. You know, a little bit of uh, making sure everybody has the information and ticketing. We're still online ticketing, and that's the only event, you know, of the day that we'll be checking people in. So that's probably going to be the toughest part of the day is just making sure everybody gets to where they're going. But once once the athletes, student athletes get down on the track, it's going to run smoothly. And as you mentioned, I think we're going to have great weather for the event. With all these events going on on campus, do you have your Fitbit charged up? Yeah, I, I, this is, you know, I count on getting a lot of steps. Uh, there's no doubt, <laughs> although I do cheat and ride around on the golf cart sometimes. But, um, you know, <laughs> you, you know I, I just, I think this is what brings a campus to life. You, you know, that uh -huh. it, it's fun to be able to pop in and watch a couple innings of the baseball game, make sure softball has everything they need. Watch, you know, usually the dominance of our tennis team, which is, you know, it's always fun to, to watch when your kids are playing well. But then, you know, we'll have a ton of people in the stadium. I think it's 12 or 13 teams that are coming. Um, and then, you know, with all their fans, it, it will be a packed house. And and it's it's a day that you look forward to the end of the day when it's all behind you. And hopefully there's there have been no issues and problems. But, you know, during the event, it, it's a lot of fun. It's really kind of uh, what you look forward to as an athletic director when you can have so many things going on. Switching gears, last night we saw your uh, boys lacrosse team, boy, really uh, take it to Madeira, winning that one 17-1. Uh, to 1. So really strong there, coming off of a, a thrilling win over Oak Hills last Friday. So really starting to put things together here. And, uh, you know, obviously just right in time when you look at the uh, schedule, you know, as far as what you have coming up here, just a, uh, you know, a kind of a big one this coming Friday with uh, Marymont slated to come in. And uh, of course, Marymont's the defending state champions. So, uh, and they look just as good, at least early on in the season as they did all of last year when they won it all. But uh, the way things are shaken out early, we look at some of your performances from your teams. You get, you know, a 13-8 win over Beaver Creek, a 13-9 win over Kings. And we mentioned that the thriller against Oak Hills, you win that one 12-11. So you're winning close games early on in the season. How important can that be? proved to be a factor in a game like this one coming this Friday against Marymount when you know they're coming in riding high as the defending state champions, but you know you also have a quality club that can put the ball in the net, and they also know how to win the close one. Yeah, Marymount deserves all the respect that they get. They're year in and year out, a great program. It will be a tremendous test for us here this Friday. But as you mentioned, you put yourselves in different situations, playing quality teams, winning close games. And so much of high school athletics is believing that when you step on the field, that you're as good or better than the team across from you. And I think we continue to build confidence. Uh, we are, um, you know, we're, we're, we're really experienced in some areas and really inexperienced in some areas. So we're still... Um, in the season where we're putting that all, all together, figuring out what pieces are best where. And, um, you know, I, I, for any team, you want to continue to get better throughout the season, be ready, be at your best for postseason play. We happen to get, as you mentioned, one of the best teams in the state early in the season, so we have to be ready to play. Uh, we expect we're going to give a great effort. Um, as I mentioned, we know they're a great team, but um, 
We're excited to host them at Tomahawk Stadium on Friday night, and it should be a good crowd as well. Yeah, fans, get out there because that, that's going to be a high-quality one on both sides of things uh, for sure. Over on the uh, girls' side of things, uh, they've only had a couple of matches, uh, a couple of games thus far. Most recently, uh, putting 22 in the net against Columbus Academy, a 22-13 win there, and the beat goes on. If, you're, if your last name's Larson, I, I guess you're destined to put the ball in the net quite a lot because the Larson sisters continue to uh, light it up. You mentioned last week, though, you've got a lot of youth in this program right now, a lot of freshmen and sophomores that are getting a lot of time on the field, but they are contributing as well. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on this big weekend road trip they've got coming up here. You slated to go to Summit on Thursday, to Seven Hills on Friday, and then to Loveland on Saturday. And Loveland's as strong as any program in Southwest Ohio, uh, as you well know. Uh, what are the coaches hoping to learn about the younger players going into and coming out of this weekend against three really strong teams and all of them on the road? Yeah, a little bit like I was talking, um, you know, with the boys. We're still kind of putting some pieces in place, seeing where we're best. Um, you use these opportunities to um, kind of as a measuring stick. As you mentioned, we know Loveland is really, really good. We're excited to play Summit in Seven Hills and hopefully um, just be able to continue to improve on um, you know, our last couple of games with, with those teams and see how it works out. But, yeah, Loveland, we know especially – um, is really, really good, and that's going to be our, a, a big test for us. We started the season with a, a good test with Kentucky Country Day, who's a perennial state champion in, in uh, Kentucky and played well, missing some kids in that game. We hope to be full throttle on Saturday, and, um, you know, you hope to have all your kids um, healthy and ready to go, and when you play the best, that's that's the best way to to kind of to, to see where you are as a program when you have everyone and all your cylinders clicking. So we're excited about the week. It's a big week for us. We have Marymount next week. So we'll go kind of back to back um, really big games for us. So by the end of next week, I think we're going to know what kind of team that we, we have, but maybe as important as anything, talking about the younger players, these are those battle tested moments. You, you know, we want to be able to look at the end of the season back to these types of games and think about the pros and the cons of those games to make sure we're, they're building blocks uh, when it comes time for tournament. We've got a really good idea, as you said, of where they stand coming up. You know, you get the three games on the road, and then, oh, by the way, your next outing, as you said, is the defending state champions in Marymount uh, next Tuesday. But, again, you'll get a chance to host that one. And uh, hopefully, by the, as you said, by in a couple of weeks, we can have a real good idea of where this team can go and maybe be a team that down the road challenges Marymont and maybe potentially tries to, to deny them a repeat because they have been bludgeoning everyone they've been playing thus far. But they haven't played Indian Hill yet. So we'll see what happens when uh, that comes to pass. With that being said, you know, I've, we talked, we've talked here, you know, last week, we've touched on a little bit today kind of how Mother Nature seems to always wreak havoc on the spring sports season. And I think a big part of it is the fact that this is the most condensed sports season there is. You got to get so many games, events, matches, and in such a short period of time. And so many of these student athletes are playing, you know, on consecutive days, two, three, four, five days uh, in a row. And sometimes they don't because mother nature washes things out or what have you. So I wanted to get your thoughts on how the behind the scenes from an administrative standpoint of, the process when when weather is expected to be a factor how do you go about deciding if and when a game is going to be postponed or canceled 
What's the communication like with, you know, opposing athletic directors and coaches? And how do you go about the process of trying to reschedule things as opposed to just outright canceling them so that the kids get their full opportunity? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really tough time of the season. And especially with us, because we have so many fields that are turf, both of our lacrosse fields in the spring are turf, baseball and softball is turfed on the infield. So from a playability standpoint, we're in pretty good shape. Um, you know, we, we typically around two o'clock, we have to make the call, uh, you know, for, for our tennis varsity, especially we have the option to move indoors at a local facility. So if there's a match, we feel like we have to get in, uh, we will try to move tennis uh, indoors when possible. But typically the process is this, as we're trying to be meteorologists and figure out what the weather is going to do at game time and, and all that kind of stuff. If, we have someone traveling to us, especially if they're traveling, you know, a pretty good distance. Typically, the conversation with the athletic director goes like this. We are here and we are willing to try to get it in if you want to make the trip. You know, if you're coming 45 minutes and you want to get on that bus and it's probably not going to happen, but you want to chance it, we're, we're good with that. Uh, however, it, you know, you, you do want to, okay, tomorrow looks like it's pretty nice. We're both free most likely is a safer, you know, that there's safer conditions for our kids. Um, so it is a little bit, what's our availability coming up? What does it look like it's gonna be at game time? Is it a game we feel like we have to get in at, at all costs? And, and it does become frustrating because you have a week where maybe you've played once or none, you know, the whole week. And then all of a sudden the next week you're playing five or six times. And the spring season feels so short anyway um, it, you know, it's like this sprint, 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 and all of a sudden the season's over. So every season has its challenges and, and its differences, but, but spring is definitely tough with all the last minute changes. And, you know, we just do the best that we can. I think ultimately uh, you make decisions, what you think are best for your student athletes, keeping them safe, um, you know, those kinds of things and also factoring in, you know, what, what's best for your opponent. So I don't know if it's an exact science. I don't know if anybody ever has it right. It feels like whenever you cancel, the sun's shining at game time. And whenever you try to get it in, you know, it says 10% rain and it's a monsoon. So uh, we're probably 50-50 at best. We just do the best that we can. When you're going through these processes and trying to determine all these logistical uh issues that come up and when whether appears to be a factor whether it is or not we, you know you, you can always second guess that you know if it comes to pass how important is it for you to have those relationships with other athletic directors at other schools particularly non-conference schools obviously you're going to be in constant communication with schools inside the league you know fairly regularly but you know when you're talking about you know tennis for example you're always seemingly taking on the non-conference you don't necessarily have consistent conference teams back to back to back although they do this week with Wyoming and Taylor. How important is that for you to have those established relationships outside of your normal set of opponents so when you come to an issue like this and it comes up, you can have a quick line of communication and make a quick determination on what you want to do? Yeah, and I think that's when, when I moved away for a couple of years, I think that was the number one thing that I, I noticed of just how many people I'm fortunate to know and have built relationships and have worked with you know over the years. And 
it is important. It is, it, you know, you, you don't ever want a school to feel like you're dodging them and, you know, you're trying to figure out a way not to play. And I, I think the bottom line is this, if, if that has happened in the past, you're probably not playing. You, you know, you, you play schools that you feel like are good competition for both schools. You can trust that you're making the right decisions for everyone involved. And I don't think that usually comes into play. And I, I think what helped the open-mindedness of athletic directors and athletic programs across, you know, everywhere, but especially across Cincinnati was COVID. You know, there were so many calling, hey, man, I'm sorry, I got to cancel. And it became like not even a question, like why? So we're almost in that mindset. If a school needs to cancel, whether it's weather or injuries or whatever, I feel like it's a little more accepted because uh, we all know that we have the best interests, you know, for our program and our opponents. So um, I, I, I think if you build a reputation of dodging people for unnecessary reasons, you're, you're just not going to be able to keep them on the schedule. And, and same thing, you know, if we feel like schools and are trying to do that to us unnecessarily, then we're, we're not going to, you know, look, look, look to keep them on our schedule. And even probably more importantly than AD to AD, our coaches build relationships with the other coaches. And oftentimes they have already figured out if, if they're going to be able to try to get the game in before it comes to the AD level. So a tennis coach reaching out like, look, our, there's no way we're going to get our courts ready. And, you know, we, we can get it in on Saturday if you really want to play. A lot of that has already happened, honestly, when, when coaches kind of befriend each other a little bit. So it makes our job, you know, a little easier that way as well. A lot of teamwork has to go into pulling off a spring sports season when, you know, so many factors come in and can alternate and it can alter things, but we're getting the job done. We're get, re getting ready to hit the meat of the uh, spring sports season. Uh, Brian, really appreciate the time here this week and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to more things coming up, but not rain involved. That's right. Thanks for your time and go Braves. Absolutely. That is Athletic Director Brian Phelps joining us for another edition of Inside Indian Hill Braves Athletics here on IndianHillBraves.org and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.